Mac Jones is ripped. Matt Patricia is calling plays. The Celtics are title favorites. And The Ringer has a new Boston show. I'm Brian Barrett, host of Off the Pike, the show covering all things Boston sports. I'll have shows multiple times a week covering your favorite teams and with your favorite Ringer and local guests. Plus, maybe Bill will stop by to rant about the Sox. Follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Show. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined by Steven Ruiz and Ben Solak. And today, we are doing the least watchable teams in the NFL this season. We're going to do a draft style. We're doing a snake draft. And we're going to be drafting what teams do you not want to watch in 2022? Steven has the first pick. I'm going second. Why are we doing this podcast? Because last week, we did most watchable teams. We did the most watchable teams. And we did a draft. What happened? Solak... Uh, is the the preseason winner of the draft? Yes. So, so based on what? Based I just on what? based on the teams I got there, Sweet Pea. Uh, I got the no, Bills, no. the Chiefs, and somebody else. Good. I won't even pretend. Select won the draft. I'm not even going to pretend. Yes. When you got the two teams from that playoff game, Ravens. Select won the draft. Yes. Select I just want I just want to make sure we in the intro. Did if you haven't listened to that pod, make sure you should go hop on back and listen to that, John. Uh, and uh, yeah, now Stephen can go. Whatever. Well, the real reason that we did that pod <laughs> was to do this one because we really just wanted to talk about the least watchable teams. How do you win this one most. by getting the worst teams or getting the best? Teams? <laughs> well, if you kind of consider it as like immunity from having to watch these teams, then yeah, whoever has the worst draft will do All the right. best draft. Ah, right? uh, that's quite like that. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, Stephen, kick us off here. You get the first pick. Every team in the NFL. Who is the team that you want to watch Say the least? It. Say in 2022. It. I, who do you think I'm saying? The Carolina Panthers? Oh, no, no. No, oh, I, think they're interesting. I wanted you to I'm pick not, your favorite I'm not team so do a badly. Bit here. Let's play a game. Can you name three Houston Texans receivers? Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks, Chris Conley. I was, yeah, I, Chris Collins. I God, also know that. Yeah. You're, you're talking to a draft psycho and a fantasy guy. Exactly. Well, you know we why actually I would. I also Googled, I also was looking at their depth chart because I was going to ask that question too. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. The The roster is not interesting in any way. Like Stingley, I want to watch. He's the only player on this team that I want to watch. Uh, Which is a Dick, sicko move. Like he's a rookie cornerback. Like, let's be real. 95% of people who cares about a rookie cornerback. Right. So that's not going to get you any points. No one's going to watch for Stingley on the broadcast camera. But I, and, and Davis Mills is a problem for me because he's a boring quarterback. That's the thing about Davis Mills that people don't realize. They see him. He's tall. He's white. Lennon, he went to Stanford. Neck. They're like, this is like, this is like one of those project quarterbacks that you draft and he has a big arm. No, no, he's not. He doesn't have a big arm. He has like a okay arm. He throws a nice go ball every now and then, but 
go balls are like the go-to weapon for the quarterbacks that are that are I don't know what to call them. What should I call them, Ben? I don't know. I'm just wondering how closely we're going to brush into Joe Burrow criticism here. Oh, no, I'm not going to get into that. Okay. Because Joe Burrow does it because he has right. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. It's, that makes sense. It's but the like idea ben that like the go ball, like, right? The go ball is like this 50 50 proposition of maybe getting an explosive play. And if like that's the best thing that you bring as a quarterback, it's like, all right, it's fine. And like doing it fast and choosing to do it like in a Ben Roethlisberger where you just like hit it right now is like good, yeah. but there's way more meat on the bone. Yeah. So people like look at like the deep perimeter throws and they're like, oh, those are like the big boy throws. And I disagree. The, the, like Ben Roethlisberger led the league in perimeter go balls by like it, double number two in the league because mm-hmm. he just would get the, the, the snap and then he would just chuck it downfield because he was afraid to get hit and he didn't want to hold on to the ball. And that's like Davis Mills. Davis Mills is like a young, old Ben Roethlisberger where he just <laughs> a young, old. Well, well, young, I think it's funny that one. you're basically saying that people associate Davis Mills with the go ball because I would actually say of when people think about Davis Mills, Nothing. No one thinks about Davis Mills and no one ever has. Right. Yeah, they actually year, no don't associate him with the go ball because they associate him with looking like Mike Glennon and that's it. Yeah. And having a, a big huge neck. neck. But that's my whole thing is use the neck. Use the neck. Stay in the pocket. You would think like a, lo- a long neck would help you in the pocket. But with him, he doesn't use it. Use that neck. So like, would you also have taken the Texans first as the as the least watchable team? Because no. they were also number one on my list. No, they were number two for me. I'm wow, number okay. one. Yep. So I thought about this a lot. Oh, I'm torn. For this exercise, I have two teams here. One makes me feel angrier and the other I'm just more disgusted by. And I couldn't decide about watchable because part of me thinks that maybe hatred is a good source for watching. I'm not sure, but I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears, Hmm. because I think the only reason you would watch the Chicago Bears is to gather evidence if you were trying to prosecute them at The Hague for crimes (laughs) against Justin Fields. And maybe this is not quite the exercise because like maybe if I'm feeling anger, that is watchable and that's content. But like it's they're literally a second year quarterback, new coach, new coordinator, worst O-line and wide receivers. I looked this up. None of the wide receivers he's playing with have above a 79 on Madden. I love that. That's the barometer. It (laughs) honestly kind of works where it's like none of the receivers that he's playing with matter in the national scope. I mean, it's kind of like watching, you know, those videos where uh, like a snake gets hold of an animal and you have to kind of watch like the animal try to rest out, but it's not like that iguana video where it escapes. It's like the snake just eats the thing. That's like the bears video. It's three hours of Justin Fields trying to escape and it's not going to work. And like, I'd actually not, I'd rather watch anything except that it's, I, I, am I off here? Do you guys want to watch you're the off. bears? I think you're off just because Justin Fields is there. And like, even if he's bad, it's still going to be interesting to watch like him be bad and become a bust. So I disagree. And he's a fun player. I get it. I get it. But there's definitely right. Like I the the way you primed it of like is hatred a reason to watch? Like that makes sense to me in the sense like in the sense that like I probably will watch the Bears at some point this year when I want to get mad about the fact that they're ruining fields. As opposed to like the <laughs> Texans, fair. like the Texans, I just cannot conceive of a reason why I would like to watch the team. Uh, for the Bears, it's like all right, it's week twelve. Like everything, there's no good four o'clock games. So oh. The Bears are playing the Packers. Let's watch them get demolished and then tweet mean things about <laughs> Ryan Pace. Like that's that to me. That's a good afternoon. Like that'll work. Uh, and so I, they, they they get a little bit of a watchability boost for that reason. But if you're a Bears fan, is there any reason to be excited for for the team this year? Because you can't even look forward. Like at least the Jets, you can. I mean, if Zach Wilson were in his hurt, it's like okay. It's even if you're not making the playoffs, 
is still about Zach Wilson's development. Is there any reason as a Bears fan you should be excited about 2022? It still is about Fields development. Like he can be better than he was last year, independent of the context. Like there were plays last year that were like well blocked up and like the route was actually accurate and he like missed the throw. Like there's like development to be had. To me, like like there's there's not as much difference between the 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 watching the Bears and watching the Jets in that way, where you're like watching for improvement. It just sucks as a Bears fan knowing they could have done more to help him. You're still like watching because you're interested to see if this rookie quarterback looks like anything that is a silver lining, a, a you know a, a bright spot, anything to kind of like tether your hopes onto. Okay, Solak, you got back to back picks here. Yes, I feel like you're going to take the other team. I was between Chicago and, and uh, I don't know. We'll find out. So my number one seed was the Washington Commanders yes. because I. Just like I, a couple years ago, I would have been like, yeah, like I'd like to go watch Wentz be bad. Like that'll be fun. And now I just don't, I just don't care anymore. I'm just over it. Right. Like, like I, Steven got into a debate with some person about Wentz the other day where it was like, well, he basically was like, yeah, he had a 27 to seven touchdown interception season. Also his team did everything they could to get rid of him. They didn't even have a succession plan in place. And like by EPA, he was horrendous. Like everybody knows. And I kind of looked at, it, I was like, yeah, like at this point, like, it's just not even like there's there's nothing there for me. Like, like even like having been a guy who rooted for Wentz as of three years ago, I just do, it doesn't it doesn't stir up anything in me to watch him wear Washington. Like it's a division rival. And I'm just like yeah, I, I don't care. And then I go and I look at the rest of the team, and it's just like all right, like, Terry's good. Like John Allen was fun a couple years ago, but now it's like boring. Like they haven't like there's nothing new about the team. They drafted a first round receiver and a second round running back, and I'm still like their pass their their offensive weapons don't. There's nothing like your know, defense. It's Jack Del Rio. You think I want to watch Jack Del Rio coach a defense? Like it's Jack Del Rio. I hate Jack Del Rio. Number one, number two, they don't do anything interesting. Like I just there's there's no team in the league about which I am more tepid than Washington from a purely football perspective. And then you like widen the scope to be like, yeah, Dan Snyder's dodging Congress. You're like, all right, if they put that on the field, that would be more interesting. But they don't put that on the field on Sundays. It's just something you read about in the newspaper on Tuesdays. So Washington, to me, is just eminently unwatchable. You can't spell subpoena without subpar. Hit me, Stephen. I can. Can you? <laughs> I, an R. <laughs> I agree with the Wentz take. He's. It's like gone past the point where he's like fun bad, and now he just like yeah. can't hit like basic throws, and he's just hesitating in the pocket. It's not fun. No one wants to see that. It's like a like a past his prime musician who like did a bunch of drugs when they were younger, still performing. It's like, come on, <laughs> enough. Yeah. Here's my question. I've, I've, I think there's two things about Washington that are interesting to think about this season. The first is they had a preseason game this year where tickets were going for $1. Steven, you, you and I live in Washington, D.C. How much would you need to be paid? How much would you pay to not go to the game? Because I would certainly pay a dollar to not go to a Washington game. How much would you pay to not attend? Like you have to drive an hour to go see this team. No, yeah, it's it's in the worst part of Maryland too. Landover, Maryland. It's not even in DC. Well, Kevin Clark tried to get me to go to this game. Appreciate <laughs> like, it, game, right? Yeah. I think I would pay so he, so $50 the ringer, to not go to a Washington. They game. they were trying to pay me to go to the game and I still did not <laughs> go to the game. So there's your answer. This is funny because on when I did Locked on NFL draft with Trevor Sikama, we were covering the draft. We would do a thing every Friday where we would find like ESPN lists the ticket prices for like all these college games. They'd be like, yo, you could go to Kent State Ball State for $3 right now. Like, this is incredible. And like, that was a funny bit because it's ridiculous that it costs $3 to go to a game. Never would I have ever told you, even in the preseason, that would have been possible for an NFL team. That's just outside of the realm of, of, of reality. Lo and behold, Having Dan said Snyder. that, Solak, you mentioned being an Eagles fan. 
There are two games on this schedule that I actually think are are like appointment television for Washington. The 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 Eagles play Washington at home. The Eagles host Washington. Carson Wentz returning to Philly in Week Ten on Monday Night Football, and we were kind of robbed of Ben Simmons going back to Philadelphia and playing for the Nets. True, but like, can you explain how much? Like what the temperature of Philadelphia fans booing Carson Wentz will be like when Wentz comes back to play them on Monday Night Football. See, like that's the thing is like I, this is my thing is I think that they will boo him. I think they'll they they won't like that he's there. I don't think he'll be booed anymore like Tom Brady was or Tony Romo was. Oh, like, that's I, so like, disappointing. I, I like I think they'll boo him. I think they'll be like and like you know like he'll get sacked and they'll cut to the Eagles fans and they'll be cheering. But I don't think if this were like right after he left or if he was like actually good, sure. But like no, like it's. You know, like it, 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 the Eagles and Wentz broke up, and since then the Eagles' arrow has just massively pointed up. They've lost some weight. They found somebody new. They got a new job. It's great. And Wentz' arrow has just been pointing down. Like it's you know, you know, then Eagles fans don't like to like Eagles fans like to be like underdoggy a little bit more than like this, where it's just like, oh, this sad guy is here, and we're gonna boo him. Obviously, you yeah, boo him. But Eagles it's not fans be the same. don't want to boo you. You know that you're not watchable. So who's your other team, Solak? Yeah, it's rough. Um. <sighs> I think I'm taking the Panthers. Keep pounding, baby. Uh, I think the Panthers sound watchable in theory because the idea of a Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield quarterback carousel sounds hilarious. But then you actually have to watch the game, right? Where you're like, wow, like it's different to be like, I'm interested in how chaotic the Panthers get over the course of the next several weeks. And to say like, I would like to watch Sam Darnold inserted into a six to 16 game with eight minutes left in the third quarter, dropping back on third and seven when I can't even name a single one of their offensive linemen. Like I like that. There's nothing that like they do schematically. Like I think DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, like that's not enough for me to really get interested. Like I like, you know, like Phil Snow's got kind of a cool defense, I guess. Like they're big and they're fast and they run around, but like that only lasted for a few weeks last year. And then we were like, all right, the Panthers still suck. They're still terrible. And Christian while I McCaffrey. Think- yeah, McCaffrey. I think there's like ways that you talk yourselves into the Panthers being watchable, but when you really sit down and think about it, you're voluntarily choosing to watch one of Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold play for a bad team and critically for like a coaching staff that we simply know is not going to be there next year. Like there's no like, I wonder if they can change their their future. Like, oh, what a, it's a comeback now. Like Matt Rule is gone. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So watching is kind of like, all right, well, I'm just watching a slow march to death for a bunch of like <laughs> mediocre members of this nucleus, like quarterback and head coach and whatever. To me, it's not interesting. So keep pounding is my uh, my second pick there. Steven, you're a Panthers fan. This is why this is why draft performance is volatile. See, selected so well last week <laughs> oh, and he's doing on. terribly this week. The Panthers are not a bad team to watch. They have Robbie Anderson, who is very fast and very fun. They have DJ Moore, who's a very fun player. Christian McCaffrey's a fun player. Baker Mayfield is still, he still hasn't passed that point that Wentz has, where it's still fun when he's bad. Disagree. And then on, on the defense, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin's a fun player. JC Horn's here. Like, there are good Steven, players. Steven, it's Steven, a fun Steven. team to watch. Everybody you just named but Baker Mayfield was on the team last year. How many Panthers games you willingly watched last year? You are a fan of the team. Three. <laughs> oh I rest my case. Live. This man, live. This, Steven, live. Is, Steven, you are so hard on everybody else's teams. And the second we're hard on your team, you're like, but Jeremy Chin is a good safety to watch. It's like, please. Right. Solek is dead right where he's like, it sounds cool to watch Baker Mayfield on a revenge tour. I think that Christian McCaffrey is obviously fun to watch. But the intriguing part is like, oh, what if Baker 
you know, is lights a fire and just kind of goes like he had that last right. season in Oklahoma where he's interesting. But Solak's right in that. But once you get to like the second quarter of the first Panthers game you watch and you realize, oh, he's actually like not that good. You're, this just isn't worth is, it. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing. I can't believe Steven tried to hit me with, here's a list of players that were on the team last year when I know for a fact he was avoiding Panthers games like the plague. Okay, but that that's besides the point. Anyway, the, <laughs> that's the entire that's point. That's the entire point? No, it isn't. Three games is a lot of games. I watched three games. I didn't watch three Texans games live last year. Three games is a lot of games is the worst point you've ever made on any episode of this podcast. That's fine. For your favorite game. <laughs> it's the most objectively incorrect thing I've ever heard. Kick off week one with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up with the promo code RINGERNFL to get in on the action, and then you can turn game day into payday all season long. I like the Rams' odds to win the NFC West, personally. Play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code RINGERNFL. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states, first online real money wager only, $10 first deposit required, bonus is issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt, restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. The Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit at www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice cold reward because you are a fighter and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I have the next pick here. I think there's a teardrop, but I'm still going to take a team. Now, speaking of Homer bias, I probably should take the New York Giants, but I'm just not going to. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks oh, because I, I just don't care about the Seahawks. I think they have DK Metcalf, who understandably DK Metcalf is such a fun player to watch. Tyler Lockett's cool. Tyler Lockett will not be cool. The second Russell Wilson's gone. I feel like I'll be watching like a haunted football team 
just the ghost of Russell Wilson. I just couldn't care less about the Pete Carroll like running the ball. The defense is terrible. The Seahawks don't like other than DK Metcalf, who just don't I don't think will be very interesting to watch with Geno Smith. There's nothing intriguing to me about the Seattle Seahawks. I cannot imagine wanting to watch them for really any reason this year. I'm fuming underneath. This is a, no, Why, you no, you're Gino wrong Smith? again. It's a bit. It's not just Geno Smith. It's not just Geno Smith. It's DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Those are exciting players. I don't know how you could just brush them aside. Yeah, they Rashad the ball, Penny is, is, the is a fun player. They're going to have the ball. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to do the Rams' offense. The Rams pass a lot. They. I disagree with everything. <laughs> and then the defense is taking like a, a interesting steps towards evolving. Like Pete Carroll promoted Clint Hurd. He hired. A uh, couple of of Sean Desai, Carl Scott, yeah, yeah. So they're going to do fun things on defense. I totally disagree. Yeah. So I, why, why I, am I wrong? Here's 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 my thing with the Seahawks because I have the Seahawks ranked like decently highly in terms of like teams I would draft low in watchability because what 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 they are is like unlike the Texans and and the Commanders who are at like the end of train wrecks, the Seahawks are maybe at the beginning of a train wreck. Which is more interesting, right? Like, if the Seahawks are going to be like total chaos, like we're handing it to Rashad Penny thirty times a game, Geno Smith can't complete a pass on third down, we're trying to run too high stuff, and Jamal Adams can't cover anybody. Like that will be at least watchable for the first few weeks, where it's like, okay, this is like a banana. This is absurd. This is disgusting. Like it's the beginning of the train wrecks. So there's still a newness to it. I also do think that there's a chance that like the Seahawks are generally fine because like I don't. Trust Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio. I don't trust Matt Rule, Phil Snow. I don't trust Lovey Smith and Tim Kelly, who's a Texans offensive coordinator. Um, but in terms of like Pete Carroll, Pep. oh Pep, yeah, you're right. Okay, I kind of trust Pep a little bit. But in terms of like Pete Carroll in Seattle, I trust them to keep games competitive. Which is the, the 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 nut graph, the the core of the Seahawks as a decently watchable team argument boils down to as all things Seattle do the Kevin Clark tweet. The Seahawks don't play normal games. They really don't. And so, like, yes, the Seahawks on paper are as bad, like, roster-wise as a lot of these teams and, like, probably aren't watchable. But I do absolutely think that at some point in Week 11 at 7.15 p.m., I'm going to be watching a overtime game, 13-13, Cardinal Seahawks, and be like, this is living, baby. Like, the fact that they have got into this game is fun. I, I have faith in Seattle to retain their identity from the Russell Wilson era of just being in weird games and being in weird games is watchable. I'm not going to make the argument that Geno Smith is a good quarterback, but he's a fun quarterback. He's you, throw, ab- you are stunning made that argument and you but would also like to make that argument. But I, I think of the Seahawks as 80% of why I would watch is probably would watch Russell Wilson throw to DK Metcalf. And I'm Gino. I've never once thought of Geno Smith as a fun quarterback. I'm curious what you mean by that. He throws the ball downfield. He's not afraid. He plays yeah, West Virginia he's a gamer. Was beating up Clemson in like the orange bowl. See, you're not grinding enough uh, preseason tape. That's the problem. So you, you think that DK met, you think that you think the Seahawks offense is still going to be like a downfield attacking in a way? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It's going to be play action and they're going to throw downfield. All right. Well, now you have two picks in a row. So now you can take the teams that I should have taken. Okay. The Giants. The Giants. The Giants, of course. Yeah, the Giants Do suck. I need to explain this? <laughs> Like even like the most exciting player on paper is it still Saquon Barkley? I don't know if, if uh, yeah, but if definitely. it is, he's like definitely. sad. He like his career hasn't gone the way that we thought. We're gonna watch him average three yards a carry and get two hundred carries. No, no one wants to watch that. No one wants to watch Daniel Jones. I, I don't think the defense is as interesting as it could have been if they kept James Bradbury. So I've kind of lost interest there, and I I I don't know. I, there's nothing that compels me to watch this team. Maybe Kadarius Tony, but is he gonna play? 
No, he's not. Okay. Wait. So why? Why, why isn't Kadarius? Wait, why is it, wait, wait, wait. Why isn't Kadarius Tony playing? He's just always hurt. He, yeah. I mean, just, he, I, the way I look at, it, he had twice as many injury designations as starts last year. Like how many times? Like he's twenty three years old. He's getting rest days. Like he's a thirty two year old veteran, and now he's a hamstring injury. It's just he's right. basically had like nine different injury designations. Like it's like a Paris Campbell situation. Like in theory, he's an NFL player, but yeah, right. I, I think you're right because the reality is even Daniel Jones. Now that he's not turning the ball over so egregiously, he's not even interesting in a, like a, he's not even bad in like an interesting way. He's just kind of like there. Yeah, he like improved a little too much in that regard. Where now he's just like Andy Dalton, and no one wants to watch Andy Dalton. Yeah, you're probably right. All right, I have no, I have no comeback. Who's your other team? Uh, the Titans. I mean, <laughs> and that's and this is a this is more of a testament to like the the watchability of the NFL this year, like there's, there's a, there's depth to how many watchable teams there are. And the Titans, I'm just picking them because their wide receiver situation is very sad. And there's a chance that the wheels fall off with Derrick Henry. And then if, mm-hmm. if it's Ryan Tannehill against the world, the world's going to win in like, in, in like five seconds. It's yeah, a, the, it, the Titans <laughs> are a low key good sleeper pick. The Titans are on my list because like, they just they they've won a lot of games, and it's a testament to them that they won these games. They were winning close games, they were winning turnover battles, but they were winning very ugly football games. Like as a man who was very closely watching the Titans last year, trying to understand how they were the number one seed in the AFC, I'm here to tell you it was not really fun no. to watch the Titans like run Dontrell Hilliard on second and eight to get to third and six to then like throw a contested glance to Nick Westbrook Aquina for seven yards to then just do it all over again. Like it was it was very laborious football. It was winning football and Titans fans aren't allowed to get mad at me, but it was hard to watch at times. Well, even Derrick Henry, like no one wants to say this, but the reality is Derrick Henry's not making a ton of people miss. Like it's not like Barry Sanders or uh, other players where it's like even a two yard run can be really fun. Derrick Henry, it's more like if Derrick Henry, the games he gets 30 carries in a game, 20 of them are pretty freaking boring. Two of them will have a cool stiff arm and then he'll just have like three or four different runs of like 20, 40, 97 yards. But the other 20 carries are actually really boring. And when you're watching the Titans, even Titans fans probably know this deep down. It's like the majority of Titans games, even the the best player on their team isn't actually fun to watch. The little two minute condensed YouTube version of a Titans game is all you need. The highlights. They are. They're a war of attrition team. And while that is a respectable way to win football games, it does not play on television. The way of attrition. Very boring. Yes. And bad Same uniforms. uniforms. Bad. We haven't talked about uniforms nearly enough. You're the bad only uniforms. one who talks about uniforms in these conversations. What is with you and Riley McEntee on uniforms? People love uniforms. What are you guys talking they do. about? Okay, so do you, I, you don't like the Titans uh, right. uniforms? No, they're awful. I love having an opinion about a uniform at like 4 p.m. on a Tuesday in May. Like when, like when we can all come together as a football Twitter community and point to the Falcons gradient and be like, Idiots! Dumb, very bad. That's a good day. I'm having a great time. Me and my friends just yelling at yelling at the Falcons. It's awesome. And once we get, actually get like teams on the field, usually I'm like, all right, those uniforms are dumb. Now let's move on. Well, like, what do you guys think is like your favorite uniform? If you were in no, charge, you, like for me, it's the Saints all black yeah. with the gold helmets. No, no, no. The Saints all whites. Yeah, the the what? Saints all whites. Yes, you like the I Saints all white uniforms the all, over the Saints all white. They're amazing. The all they're white, amazing. All white uniforms are clean. What? What's so the nice. combo than black and gold and color scheme? But uh, there, there is black and gold on like a white canvas. And it's very yeah, nice. It's very good. I but, feel, uh, yeah, oh, wow. uniforms matter. Like you don't like if there's like a sad Browns game, the game's just a little more sad because the Browns colors. And I think it matters. It matters. Oh, I can't believe Saints, that's one of the Saints. The Saints all there was a game. There was so a game clean. two years ago where the the Falcons wore those gradient uniforms and they played the Lions who were wearing their all gray 
color rush uniforms, and it was the ugliest game yeah, in NFL and that, history. Right, and that game was, I remember that game. That game was a close, tight game to the end. And even like while you're watching it, you're like, man, this yeah, is not nope. pretty. I will give you that game. All right. It's like a bad optical illusion. Okay, so whose turn is it? Did I just, oh, Steven, you turn. just went, oh, so it's my turn again? Yeah. I have to say, I think there's a teardrop here because I got to tell you, because this is the eighth pick. It's I actually tough. think at this point, we're officially like these teams are kind of watchable now. So I'm going to say this, but it's not really a dig. I'm going to take the Jets. And I have to say, like, the Jets are still, like, relatively watchable. Like, they have like, good, like, your receivers are pretty solid. Like, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore are fun. Brees Hall and Michael Carter are good running backs. It's just like, man, if Zach Wilson's out, Joe Flacco's the quarterback. I'm like, man, I don't care about watching the Joe Flacco leading the freaking Jets. I just, I can't do it. Now, admittedly, they're more watchable than, like, this exercise. But, dude, I just have no interest in Joe. Although, week one, I guess he's against the Ravens, which is kind of fun. But that's it. Is it? Like, who cares? Like, Joe Flacco is a guy that doesn't say anything and tries to stay away from the spotlight as much as possible. I don't even think it's going to matter. Another thing with the Jets is their uniforms also don't work well because they're all <laughs> green and they're on like a, on grass. So it looks bad during day games. <laughs> well, they were, weren't they just, they were green and white originally. Was it because of the, the Hess family on the team at one point or did they actually predate? I don't know. Jets. Yeah, lore? Just, you, you're the New Yorker here, baby. You, I don't know. I know the answer to this question. I actually think that's a good point. Maybe they should change their field, like Boise State. Just do like a different color. Do the Eastern Washington bright red field, baby. That's that's if you want your watch some film and have your eyes hurt. That, Wait, that can... Cooper Cup film, oh, horrible. But we're not a campus. That's why Joe, fell Flac- in the draft? Joe Flacco's lighting it, lighting it up. Yeah, baby. Not Flacco in resurgence. It's kind of funny because Flacco low key outplayed Sam Darnold too. So if he outplays Zach Wilson, it's like it's become a tradition of, of Joe Flacco just revealing to the Jets that their young quarterback isn't who they thought he was. I was just like, can you imagine being a Jets fan? I mean, sorry if Sean Fennis is listening. Can you imagine being a Jets fan? And now, yeah, you're right. Twice now, the quarterback you've taken with a top three pick in the draft got hurt, replaced by Joe Flacco. And everyone's like, yeah, I mean, hell, maybe it probably makes him better. Are, are, are we talking about when the Jets drafted like a young project quarterback with a great arm and bad feet who was inconsistent in college and then did it again? Are we yeah. talking about that, that, that sequence? And can't create explosive plays out of structure? Or so you're basically saying Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold again. You know, it's funny. I, I'm watching, I was, I'm, don't spoil it on the odds, but I'm watching this new season of MasterChef where it's like all the previous people who like lost at other seasons of MasterChef are brought back. And it's like the mega MasterChef where they all get a second chance to play, to do the season, right? And the first thing they had to do was make the dish that you got eliminated for that last time. Sucks. Which is really, yeah. But here's the thing. One of these guys made it to the final of season six, Steven. Ironically, his name's Steven. And he made it to the final of season six. He had to make a panna cotta, and it was too liquidy. And it comes back. That's what happens. Panna cotta is too liquidy again. You can't make the same mistake again when you get a second chance. And that's the thing. They, they got the Sam Darnold thing. They get to do it again. And it's like, oh, my God, you just took the same guy. Yes. That's it's, it's tough. I cannot emphasize enough how much I'm the Yes Chad meme right now. Where when they took Wilson, it was like, wow, I wonder if the exact same thing is going to happen in New York as happened th- four years ago. And lo and behold, here we are. History rhymes. Uh, with that said, Salk, you get the last pick here. So who's the, right. your last pick? For the, you said there was a teardrop. There was one team that I had still like ranked among my like decently unwatchable teams. And you said, sorry, Sean Fennessy, if you're listening. I'll say, sorry, Bill Simmons, if you're listening. The New England Patriots are not. Yes. Uh, I don't enjoy watching the team. I love watching the four games of the year 
where like Belichick's defense has like a shockingly good performance against like the Ravens and the Bills. Like, you know, like, like, oh, like watching like, you know, the way they played, like the Chargers last year was really cool. And the way they played the Bills in the, in the, in the, the freezing Bucks. game was like f- interesting. You know what I'm saying? There's like, there's one offs where on the all 22 and I'm like football nerding out, I'm loving it. But on like a Sunday when I would like to be entertained and we just got, you know, Mac throwing crossers to Jacoby Myers. They genuinely have no interesting players to watch. You could even argue me that the Texans, like, who we, I mean, went first in this draft. Damian Pierce, at least the running back's probably interesting. And then Brandon Cooks is like the least boring. But Brandon Cooks is better than any receiver the Patriots have. I mean, yes. I mean, th- like, how many times can you remember? Like, there are several times in my head I can remember where, like, it's an NFL Sunday. I'm watching the games I wanted to watch. And then all of a sudden, it's like, the the Patriots are up on the on the 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 Browns right like they kill the Browns they're up on the Browns like twenty one to seven I'm like oh cool and then I never ever think of putting the game on so I just don't even I don't really care what that looks like yeah like if you know Jacoby Myers throws a reverse touchdown to Nelson Aguilar I'll see it on there'll be a clip on Twitter like that'd be the only reason I would really tune in is like that's a cool play other than that it's like right they're gonna run some good schemes and win some third downs with tight man coverage it's gonna force an incompletion. Good special teams. It's just not like I have so much respect for Bill Belichick and the way the Patriots win games, but it's like the Titans argument a little bit. But to me, there's not like if I'm like here, let's watch them. No, I'm not. I'll watch the Patriots on Tuesday. I would pay any amount of money to see Bill Belichick react to what Solak just said. He'd be so disappointed in you. Would you pay more than you would pay to not go to a Washington? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it, but like, like, let's put them up against a team like the Falcons, for example. Where like the Falcons, I, that was the other team I had. Yeah, yes. right. The Falcons aren't going to be good. The Falcons are going to have very embarrassing games. The Falcons have a bad defense. They're going to lose. However, I'm going to watch. I got Marcus Mariota, who's like fun to root for, cool dude, throwing a Kyle Pitts and Drake London. Like that 100%. in and of itself, just it's above Max throwing to Devontae Parker. I'm sorry. Okay, here's, here's a team that we haven't named yet that I think is way overrated in terms of watchability because it's kind of become a meme. And that's the Lions. I'm sorry, the Lions are not watchable. Let's stop pretending they're watchable. Just because Dan Campbell says funny things in, in press conferences and they're good on hard knocks, it's not going to translate to actual right. games. I kind of agree, but the problem is like I was at Lions camp and I'm doing like a big piece on their defense. And so I'm actually like, very interested to see what the defense looks like. So I'm biased on that one. But I also was like, Oh, I can't put the lines. Lines are fun. And I thought I was like, wait a minute. They're fun, Here's, but also I, bad. I actually, while we're talking about overrated teams that like we're probably pretending are more watchable than they are, the other team I had, the Colts. Are the Colts actually watchable? Matt Ryan's the most boring person in the entire NFL. Michael Pittman mm-hmm. is like the most boring good right. receiver. I, I, do you actually want to watch the Colts or do you just think you should because they're probably going to win the division? I think it, yeah, I think it's a, kind of a combination, but I think they're going to be good enough. And then Jonathan Taylor's fun. So. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think they're going to be in good games. I'm going to want to watch the good games. I think they're going to be in good games because they're a good football team and they have enough quality players and they're competitive and they're well coached. And and also, like, Frank Reich tends to lose leads anyway. So it's going to be a good fourth quarter. So I think they're going to be like games I want to watch. Are the Colts in a vacuum? Like, woo! No. Right? It's like, yeah, no. you know, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, Matt Ryan, right? It's going to be a very, like, precise, detailed West Coast passing offense, which, like, when it's not like Peyton screaming Omaha 12 times and changing the play, like, you know, the line of scrimmage and then Marvin Harrison running for 90 yards, like that's not as fun. You know what I mean? Okay, so those that's our draft. So I have the Bears, I have the Seahawks, and I have the Jets. Steven, you've got got the Texans, and then you got, who did you take? You have the Texans and who? The Titans and the Giants. I won won this one. Who are your teams, Solak? 
I have uh, Washington, Carolina, New England, and I also won this one, fascinatingly enough. Well, the problem is Once we're never we, going to watch these games, so we'll actually never find out. Once I got Stephen to admit he watched three Panthers games last year, ball game. Yeah, that was a pretty good point. I'm not going to lie, Stephen. You rocked you on that one. Okay. <laughs> I, Those are the least watchable Texans game teams. I watched. <laughs> Too many. Those are the least watchable teams of 2022. Thank you to him for listening. Um, Bill, don't fire us, but we're right about the Patriots. Get over it. Uh, this is the Ringer NFL show. Thank you to him for listening. See you guys tomorrow.